Hello, great thinkers, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Think Great Experience. You're in for a treat today. I am joined by Laura Brown, owner of the Minnesota Vixen women's football team, Tackle Football, by the way, which I have been to the games. I've also had the privilege of sponsoring the team, at least sponsoring one of the athletes in particular, promoting the team. And I've had the opportunity to really get to know Laura through our leadership development program, which was an amazing journey with her and some other leaders. And Laura, I just want to say welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I'm excited to be talking to you today. Now, when you tell people that you are the owner of a football team, specifically women's football tackle, what is their first reaction? How, how can that be? They're, they're just blown away. First of all, they say, how can you own a team? And I said, well, how does Ziggy Wolf own the Vikings? You know, That's it's correct. kind of long. Yeah. And so um, people are just shocked. They're amazed. Um, not as much as they used to be, which yeah. has been great to see. So this is my eighth, ninth year. It depends on whether or not we're counting COVID as a year. Okay. Um, as I, owner, I as operating. Yeah. Sure. And so um, it's, you know, in the early years, people were really shocked. Women, women play football. And now it's like, oh yeah, I, I know someone who used to play or yeah. I've heard of them. So that, that response is starting to grow a lot more where people, when they hear that, they're like, is, is that that women's team that you own? So that's really great. Now the Vixen, how long have they been around? Since 1999. Wow. So yeah. So the Vixen started in 1999 with one other team, the Michigan Minx. They started with a barnstorming tour. So they actually traveled all over the country playing each other. Wow. And that was the, basically, that's the origin of modern women's football. So the Vixen, um, the Minks are no longer around. So the Vixen continued on. And so the Vixen are actually the founding team of modern women's football. So that's pretty, pretty great. We have the longest continuing operations and basically today are still leading the pack when it comes to women's football. That is so awesome. But before you were the owner of the team, didn't you play? I did. I did. I, that's how I first got involved. I grew up with a passion for football, watching the game every Sunday with my father um, from a very young age, um, before I really even understood the rules, loved it so much, um, begged, begged my mother to let me play, uh, you know, tried the whole, I'll just be the kicker. And she was no, no, no. So I, I got involved in other sports because I love sports. I think sports, um, can be great for kids. I mean, they teach you so much discipline, empowerment, um, you know, not to mention the health aspects, but the, the sure. mental health aspects of sports, I think are vital for kids. We and need sports for me, now more than ever. It, I, yes, I, I believe, I believe we do. And for me, I was, I was very shy. And I, nowadays they would label me with social anxiety, very, very shy. And for me, sports was a huge escape. It was a way for me to belong to a group to find myself and to find myself within that group. So for me, sports was awesome. So I got involved in soccer, basketball, swimming, tennis, all of the traditional female sports, but I, I never had that opportunity to experience football from the football field. Sure. So when I was in adulthood and I found out about the team, I, I was a little shocked and I thought, where's this been my whole life? And they were actually holding a couple events and I thought, well, I'll, I'll go and do, run a few drills. And I, I tell you, I was hooked. I was hooked and I came home and I told my husband, I said, I'm, I'm trying out for the team. So. <laughs> so how did you actually hear about it? Because when I tell people about it, there's still a lot of people who haven't heard about it. Yeah. And so, so I'm an ambassador for, for the Vixen. I'm sharing it all the time, but how did you end up hearing about it? And, and what made you decide to try out? Yeah. Well, that's great that you're an ambassador for the team. We appreciate that. We mm -hmm. need, we need more of that. 
Um, so for me, it was a chance encounter. I was at work. I was working at North Memorial Hospital at the time, and I was in the cafeteria and watching a Viking preseason game. And there was a nurse that was sitting, you know, at the same table and we were both watching it, kind of commenting on the game, never met her before in my life. And this, this elderly gentleman came by and said, you know, and he, he was just a sweet old thing, but he came by and said, excuse me, do you mind if I ask how two women know so much about football, huh. which you know, we kind of said, well, and I said, well, I've just been a lifelong fan. And she turned around and said, well, I played. And I said, well, you played, what do you mean you played? And, and hence the whole conversation started. And she said, you know, you got to go try out. And I said, no, 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 no. You know, I'm not, I'm not as young as you might think I am. (laughs) And I've been, I've been blessed with like the the age gene, right. As as staying young. And she said, no, you, you got to do it. They said, most women don't play until after their college years Our average age is 27. I was like, Wow. a bit older than 27 because <laughs> I was 40 years old my rookie year wow believe it or not yeah and so she said you know what here's the information for the website they're having open practices it's it's open to any female who's 18 or older and um you you should go I really think you should go and I was like you know what yeah you know why not it'd be fun to get out there and hit some pads and so forth uh, catch some balls learn mm-hmm. to run some routes and I came that day and, you know, I walked up and people immediately came over and they, they, they greeted me. They, you know, they made me feel welcome. And I thought, you know, I miss this. I, I miss the team environment. Yeah. I miss being around that camaraderie, those people who have your back. And uh, so I, I was hooked. I was hooked pretty quick. So what was it like uh, going to practice? Here you are wanting to play football your whole life. Yep. And you can't play football and now you can. And when you showed yep. up, and here's all these women practicing for tackle football. Um, what was that like? What was that experience for you to see it? Uh, it was, yeah, it was, um, it was emotional. Um, it was very emotional. It was kind of, um, I almost felt like a little bit of fog, a little bit of a dream. Is this happening? Yeah. A little bit of an imposter syndrome that, you know, with these women seem like they know what they're doing. I, I'm just running around um, a little overwhelming. Um, because there is so much to learn because even being a lifelong football fan, like I was, you, you know, a lot about the game, but I don't know how to do an offensive three-point stance from a defensive three-point stance. Sure. And so big learning curve, but, but with all of those things that were going on in the background, just the amount of pride and the amount of empowerment and the, the just thrilling being there, just loving, uh, feeling, you know, the grass under my cleats. And being able to run the drills and see these other, you know, uh, female athletes on the field, seeing seeing them achieve and seeing that they encouraging me along, you know, as step by step as I grow and develop, and the coaching staff encouraging you and telling you, hey, you can do this, you got this, you know, you, you did great there, you know, and so forth. And um, so the environment was just just fantastic, um, and something that that I look forward to. Yeah. Now, how many years uh, you actually play with them? Um, I'm going to say like around five after. So after my initial year, um, it was in the off season and I went in and had to, I don't know, I had to drop something off at the then current owner's house. And because I had helped out with something and my background's actually in business. So I worked uh, over a dozen years or so in restaurant and retail management. And so I have a lot of management background. I went back to school. I was kind of a late blossomer, I guess, on a lot of things, because I went back to school <laughs> in my 30s and got my doctorate in pharmacy. So they now know me working as a pharmacist in the hospital. Okay. And I let them know that 
you know, I, I, I do have a business background. If you guys need some help, you know, maybe running a fundraiser, you know, or something like that, sure. you know, yeah. I, I, I really appreciate what the organization has given me in the last year. So I'd like to give back to the organization. And they said, well, let's, let's have a little conversation. Come on over here. And they had a whole PowerPoint and talked to me and um, a few more meetings later with some other key people in the organization. I was, I, I was going to be taking the lead next year. So for the first couple of years after that, I was player slash owner, which okay. was really an interesting role to be in. Yeah, that's, so, those are two big hats to wear. They are. They're two big hats to wear, sometimes maybe a little conflicting with one another. Yeah. Doing what's best for the team might not be what's in my best interest for a player um, and so forth. But, uh, you know, it's always it's always biggest big picture, right? Because what yeah. is best for the team ultimately helps me. Sure. You know, and so with that, giving to the team, I just received so much more back. And I had great people in the organization, great coaching staff, some other yeah. people that had been in the organization that stepped up and helped. Um, and we've just developed more staff over the year too. So I, I tried playing for a few more years. Fortunately, I did have some injuries. I tore my knee. Um, playing football is probably not super congruent with being in your forties. <laughs> you know, the recovery time is, is just, yeah. Not quite there. <clears throat> yeah. Some things slow down after 40. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of, yeah, I still think, oh, maybe I could go back and play again because I, I, I miss that aspect of it so more, but yeah. I'm, I'm probably actually uh, more impactful on the team as owner than I was as player anyway, so. Well, let's talk about that word impact. And I'm not just talking the physical impact because that certainly happens and you see it when you go to the games, you can hear it when you go to the games, yeah. but yeah. I feel like the Minnesota Vixen and, 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 the, and the Women's Football Association as a whole is making an impact in people. Um, you know, can you talk a little bit about the impact that you see, you know, you're here, you are, you're an owner of a team and how many, how many women are on the team currently on the roster? Currently, uh, 57, okay. you know, 50, 57, uh, women and non-binary athletes. Okay. What is the impact on a player when somebody gets selected, picked, chosen to be on the Minnesota Vixen? What is, what is that like for a player and how does that impact their life? At least what, what you've heard. Yeah. From we've heard some amazing stories from women that um, and players that have gained so much self-confidence and have felt so empowered. We've had former athletes that after they left the team, they said that that built up their confidence so much and made them feel so empowered. They started their own business Wow! because they felt like if they could accomplish football and being on the field, um, kind of challenging society a little bit, stepping yep. outside of their comfort zone, challenging the norms, that that gave them the sense of self-worth, self-confidence, empowerment, where they now felt like they could go out and start their own business. And That's I think fantastic. seeing something like that, uh, it's just absolutely wonderful. Um, we've had people that have said that this has just greatly impacted their life, where they were like kind of kind of down on their life, very depressed, couldn't really find where they wanted to be and, and found the team. And they said that the, the team saved them. This is what gave them meaning in their life and got them back on track. I've seen players who've come in at a young age, struggled maybe with like kind of those early college years, quite yeah. not knowing what they wanted to do in life and really growing. And now they have their career. They've seen where we're able to develop that, that vision for themselves, if you will, and develop themselves into a, a full person. So it's been very gratifying to kind of see that a sport can have that kind of impact and our organization can have that kind of impact. 
I mean, I think you hit down on such a powerful topic, being part of something, that team environment. You know, over the last 14 months, we've been pushed apart from each other because of the pandemic. And yet your team is still together. You know, the team is still there. And I know this has been hard on you, but what has the impact of COVID-19 been like owning a team that for some time you couldn't even get together and practice? Is that is that correct? Oh, yeah. We, we pretty much lost our entire 2020 year. Um, when COVID happened in March of 2020, we were just on the precipice of starting our season because our first game starts the first Saturday in April, traditionally. I remember and because so, I'm a season ticket holder. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Just putting that plug out there for you because yep. we need to get more <laughs> season ticket holders. And so anyway, so we, you know, we had to kind of, kind of step back all of a sudden at health operations, like everybody else were like, well, maybe this will pass in a month or two. Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe this will pass in two or three months. Maybe we can get some exhibition games in in the fall. Nope. And finally, it just became we just need to focus on 2021 and make sure that 2021 is 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 viable. And and what can we do? Um, it, it was a hard struggle. It was really hard for a lot of our athletes. A lot of our athletes, the team is their support system. Sure. Um, going out and practicing is the, their stress relief. And so now all of a sudden, many of our players, our coaches, our staff, ourselves are finding ourselves cut off and isolated. And it was something that I think a lot of people, including ourselves, were maybe not as prepared for. We've never really been through something like this in our society. I think if something like this were to happen again in the future, I think we're a little bit more prepared. We would be like, hey, let's do some Zoom meetings where we were like, what's Zoom? That's right. You know? (laughs) throw a football on uh, zoom exactly exactly and so like you know this year um we started off practice in january and every tuesday night having a team zoom mm. you know and it was it was a learning experience for us because you know one of the things our players said they were missing was the camaraderie the connection because we go to practice and we're trying to keep six feet apart which we had to look at all of our operations. Anytime two people get together, yeah. practice, getting ready for practice, putting yeah. putting your cleats on and so forth. And so you, you know, a running back can't get dressed next to a defensive lineman anymore because you know we're we're trying to trying right. to do that contact tracing, right? And so we've had to look at everything that we've had to change. And our players were like, I'm I'm still feeling a little isolated, even though I'm going to practice. I see rookies on the other side of the ball. I don't know who they are. So our, our coaching staff was phenomenal. And they said, well, why don't we start doing breakout rooms? Sure. You know, trying to find other ways that we can connect, getting, you know, yeah. our Facebook group, you know, putting some things out there where people are chatting about, you know, what their favorite, you know, fast food restaurant is to eat and things like that. And trying to, trying to facilitate connections within the team. And the, the athletes are fantastic. The coaches are, are just great. And uh, it's, it's been something where, it's been a learning curve for us, but it's something that we've done together. Now you're currently practicing. The team is practicing right now. Absolutely. And are, is the next season or the current season, is that, are those games scheduled already? They are. We are going to have our first game on May 1st. Last weekend, we played a, uh, a preseason game against Nebraska. So they've gotten out there once. It was absolutely amazing to see the players take the field again. Yeah, um, the amount of energy that was on the sideline, this, this, the players and the coaches just, you know, smiles from ear to ear, just everyone's so excited. You, you know, you feel the turf beneath your cleats and yeah. just the, the smell, you know, the air, you feel yeah. the football, the lights, the, you know, we even had some fans there. 
um, it was just, it was exhilarating and it was just such a great feeling. Um, and so our, our season opener is May 1st. So we're looking for that. We got uh, season tickets and game day tickets are going to be going on real soon, sale here real soon. Um, how is that working for the fans? Uh, uh, as far as how many people can be there? Are you limited still? Are there restrictions on that? We are. Yeah, we are limited. So we're going to be playing at Concordia University at Seafoam Stadium this year. Awesome. So we're really excited about yeah. that. Um, we did play there in my rookie season, but, you know, I was busy playing. You know, I, I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where the stands are. I don't know where, where the ticket booth is. So I've, I've had to, you know, learn a little bit about their facilities there. Um, and so I'm excited to be playing there. Uh, we are limited right now. The state guidelines are 250 people plus 25% of your full capacity. Oh, with the caveat that you have to have six feet spacing between households. So if we have a household of one and sell all solo tickets, there's only a certain number of people we can have. But if every group is in two, it's a different number and, and so forth. So um, it'll be a little bit trickier this year, but we're, we're working with the stadium and we're finding ways that we're going to be able to try to get our fans in the stands. But it, it is going to be a limited number this year. I can imagine the fans have missed it. Yes, I'm sure they have. Um, you know, People have been talking about, they miss things. They miss live music. They miss live yeah. sports. Um, they miss kind of, there's a lot of experiences that we're used to having in our lives that were really taken from us in the last year. Um, we've gained other experiences and we've gained other insights into ourselves. Yeah. And um, for us personally, it's been great because it's been a lot more time with family. It's yeah. been slowing down a little bit. And, and appreciating a little bit more that we have in life and realizing it doesn't always have to be go, go, go. Um, but I know fans are really looking forward to being back in the stands. And uh, I think it's going to be a great season. Well, you've made an impact in every player that's ever joined the team, but the impact on the fans is huge too. I know for me, I didn't know what to expect when I was going to my first game. <laughs> I had no clue. I'm like, I I'm going because I support the Vixen. I've got my hat here with my favorite Vixen, number four, Amanda Atkins. So, so I support my niece and I, my wife and I, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know that it was going to be real hard hitting football. So mm -hmm. when we got there, it was awesome. And the amount of buy-in from the fans, their energy, their enthusiasm, I mean, it was contagious. And then afterwards, everybody going out on the field, you know, maybe we can't do that on May. I get yeah. that. But that was an awesome component. You don't, you don't get to go out on the field at an NFL game or even at a college game. Here we were. We got up close. You're getting pictures with the players. The impact mm -hmm. on the fans was huge. And I'm sure you're getting feedback on how people feel about being a part of that Vixen community, right? Yeah, it, it, it is. And sometimes... Sometimes I'm even a little overwhelmed when the fans reach out to us like, hey, you know, this is this is something I'm really looking forward to. I want to be at the game like I cannot miss games this year. And their sense of importance and urgency to be part of the community yeah. is, is really heartwarming and touching. Yeah. Um, it really says a lot about our fans, because I do believe that we have some of the best fans in the league and probably some of the best fans across sports, um, you know, and and. Other teams that come in and play us, they acknowledge that. Wow. And we hear it over and over again that a visiting team comes in and they talk about our fans and they want to know what's our secret. How did we get fans like that? Um, 
and in some ways I don't I don't know what to tell them except the fact that we're we're genuine yeah. um and and that we we try to play the game as much for ourselves as we do for the fans and, and we love having our fans there um you know obviously we try to make it a, as good of a game day experience as we can but we feel actually really fortunate in Minnesota I feel that you and the staff and the team have done an amazing job. You've created a, an experience that when you go to a game, you're not just sitting there watching, you're a part of it. And that's probably what the fans, you know, for me, the biggest takeaway is you feel like you're part of this, this Minnesota Vixen movement that's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I tell people, get, get your friends out there, take your businesses out there, take your families out there. If you want to experience some greatness, you guys are creating such an amazing atmosphere there that I can't wait for May 1st. I'm, I'm excited because I do miss the games. I miss seeing them play. And, and just that experience, we're going to appreciate it even more uh, as we're allowed to be around each other again. I mean, of course, six feet apart, but you know, we're going to have a greater appreciation for this. Yeah, I yes, I, I agree with you 100%. I think there's a lot of things we're going to appreciate more. Um, I know one of the things when I first got involved with the Vixen and I was a new owner and I kind of had to think about what was my vision. And one of the things that I found myself is like, well, am, am I modeling this after the NFL? Is that what we're trying to be? Hmm. And I think a lot of that is we turn around and said, no. One, that's just hard to envision us getting there, being at that level. And one of the things that I looked at for a model was the St. Paul Saints. And I thought with Major League Baseball and the Twins here in the Minneapolis-St. Yeah. Paul area, why go to a Saints game? What, what are the Saints giving me that the Twins are not? And it's more of that fan experience. Yeah. It's more fa family friendly. You go there for the total experience. And, and that's something that then we kind of set as our goal. You know, I, I don't know if we're going to be chasing pigs around bases. <laughs> which the Saints have done. They've done a lot of crazy stuff over the years. I'm out of the box but ideas, but... Yeah, exactly. And but it's it's something that we discovered early on was something that we wanted to build around is that it's the total game day experience where the yeah. fans come there to enjoy themselves, right. not just for the technical aspect of the game. I think that when you go to any major league sporting event, yes, it's exciting, but you always feel a little distanced from the real action. You know, it's, it's, there is a distancing there and we're in a world of social distancing. So we need to get rid of all the distancing. We need to be a part of something special and something great. And that's what I get when I go to any Vixen game. It just, it feels great, but I got to talk about one other little demographic and that's the kids. There's a lot of kids yeah. at the games and you've got to feel that sense of empowerment that the Vixen are giving to children. Have you heard feedback, maybe from parents or even from kids, how are kids feeling about seeing women play tackle football? Oh, the, the kids are fantastic. They don't even think twice about it. Mm -hmm. They just accept it. Um, and we hear a lot of great stories where, you know, kids are talking about they want to grow up to be a football player or the little boy who, you know, is arguing with an adult because, uh-uh, women do play football. My auntie plays, you know, and, and, and proving that adult wrong, you know, and because they're just, they, they don't, they don't see, you know, the gender roles like we do. The right. kids think, you know, you can be anything, you can accomplish anything, which is what's so great about kids and what's so great about this sport. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's great seeing, you know, not only the young girls out there so that they see that they can do something, but the young boys, the young men as well, that they love it you know, too. get to see it. What's that? They love it too. 
Yeah, absolutely. They, they love it too. And it's, it's great role models for them That's right. to see that, you know, people, people can um, step into other roles in their life and we don't always have to look at things the same way. I think the thing that impresses me most about the players, and I've gotten to know a lot of them because they've actually come out to some of our events and uh, mm-hmm. you know, they've promoted the Vixen at some of the Think Great events that we've had and we've got to know them. In fact, uh, Beth Westy was just on our podcast and she's amazing. Um, yes. But one of the words that stands out to me when I think about Minnesota Vixen is commitment. These women are not having the big contracts in the NFL. In fact, they don't have contracts with financial gain in it for them. Is that correct? I mean, at least that's correct. So they're not getting paid to play and they're playing with their whole heart in there. In fact, they, 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 for the most part, they're funding their own way. Yes. Yeah. All of our players, they either have to, you know, get their own sponsors and they, they get sponsors or donations from family and friends. We have something called adopt a Vixen. So you can go on there right now and pick your favorite player and give a donation, or we have certain fundraisers that we do. And then we also do have team fundraisers and the team tries to, you know, supplement that. Um, but these women are, they're playing for passion. Yeah. You know, they all have full-time jobs. So they, they take time away from their families, from their jobs and, and everything because they are so dedicated and so committed and so passionate about playing this sport and playing for the Vixen that it's, 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 they make it a top priority in their life, or at least one of the top priorities. And they're traveling too. They're going out of state to travel. They pay for that. Exactly. Yep. So they, 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 this year, um, in the past, we used to provide a motor coach bus for the team when we traveled to games. And, but this year with COVID, we kind of said, well, it might not be a great idea to throw 60 people on a bus together and then close space <laughs> for a couple hours. Yeah. So, yeah. So the players have uh, dug down deep and they're getting themselves to their own away games this year. It's so fantastic. You know, that really enhances the whole perception of the league when you know that these women are paying their own way. It, it really yes. puts it back into the culture that you've created with the team is incredible that, that they are paying their way to perform with the team when in most businesses, business leaders are struggling to get engagement and get people to show up on time. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Yep, exactly. You know, but it really goes to show when you're giving somebody purpose, um, it just blazes a trail for them to follow. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's every year we have women who try out for the team that don't make the squad that are, you know, they're, it, it's hard for them. Yeah. It, they struggle. They're like, I, I want to be part of this team, whether it's someone who was a player who, you know, is no longer going to be playing with us, or if it's a rookie who tried out and was really looking forward to being part of this team. And, and that's something that it, it kind of bothers me every year that we have to turn a certain amount of athletes yeah. away. Um, but we, we only have so many spots, even having a risk, a roster of 60 athletes is a pretty big roster for a football that team. Is. Um, you know, and if we, if we're going to be able to run drills and have, get people actual playing time, you know, at a certain point, we can't have 150 people on our sideline. Um, so it's something that's bothered me. And it's something that we're always trying to find a way, you know, for those athletes to experience football if we can. So you're also on the board for the, the, the women's football associate or uh, the Alliance, excuse me, the women's football Alliance, the WFA. Um, How many teams are represented in the the league right now? Uh, We have over 60 teams that are in the league 
And then we have it tiered out by division one is our highest, division two, and then division three. Um, the Vixen are at the division one level, which I'm very proud of. There's yeah. a total of nine teams. We do have a couple teams that took this year off still because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but we have, there's over 16, 60 teams from coast to coast, which I think really shows you that there's women out there, they wanna play. These athletes wanna participate and they wanna be part of the sport. And it's, it's not something that's novel to Minnesota. It's something that's, that's seen across the country yeah, and international been, too. Yeah, you've been all over the country with your team. Absolutely, yeah. So there's a saying that I know you're a fan of that says well-behaved women seldom make history. <laughs> Yes. Can you tell me why that is so important to you, especially right now? Um, when I first read that quote, the very first time I saw it was on a magnet at my co-worker's locker. And I, I read it and I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't need to be out there protesting and being the poster girl for change and, yeah. and so forth. Because I think the caption was there with, you know, women getting the right to vote. Yeah. Um, which was huge, obviously. Sure. But I think for me, but then I looked at it and I thought, you know what, if you just accept the norms and sit back and don't challenge anything um, and let other people tell you what and when you're supposed to be, that you're, you're taken away from your own experience in life, let alone being able to add to other people's. So for me, like, well-behaved women seldom make history. It's not so much about making the history, but it's about when I'm, you know, not following the traditional norms, when I'm the person who was like playing sports when none of my female friends were playing sports yeah. growing up. You know, I was one of the few girls that was out there. That That's okay. When I wasn't interested in doing my hair and my nails and I wanted to go kick a soccer ball or throw a football, that that's, that's great. That's, that's okay. Yeah. And so... And, and by doing these things that you're passionate about, that you love, and that you feel at home with, and you define yourself, then what you're really doing without knowing it sometimes is paving the way for others. And that really is making the history because people are watching you. Kids yeah. are watching you. Other people are watching you. And oftentimes you end up being a trailblazer where maybe that wasn't your original intent. Um, your original intent was like, Hey, I just, I just want to do this. I just, you know, I just want to go back to pharmacy school when I'm 35, you know? Um, it's so much more than I got a lot of people. Yeah. 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 I, I got a lot of people who, who looked at me odd when I said that, when I'm like, well, you know, or I'm going to, I'm going to go play tackle football. You're not playing tackle football. You're 40 years old. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, I just look at how many people in my sphere of influence have now been impacted by those decisions that I've made. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, as you get older and you look back on your life and you see all these people that you've affected along the way and in a positive manner, it's just, it's one of the things that I'm really proud of and one of the really great moments, I would say, in my life. And some of the women that are on the team have been on the team for quite some time, haven't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. We have some original Vixen that have been around since 1999. We have uh, number 96, Red Bryant, um, number 48, Jody Moose Raylander. Um, and then we also have a couple have moved into coaching roles now. Michelle Brown, who was our center for many, many years, number 52. She's our offensive line coach. That's great. Um, and then uh, we have Emily Evans. She's not an original Vixen, but she was, I think she played over 10 years for the team, is now slid into quarterback coach. Wow. Um, and then we've actually even uh, been able to offer more coaching opportunities for other females 
who happened to be former Vixen, but Emily Sunberg played for us for a while and she's been a, a huge help with the team over the years. And Connor Joe Lewis, which I think you've probably seen Kojo play number 10. Yes. Um, yes. She's actually working with our wide receivers now. So it's been, we've been able to see this transition from, from player to coach, which has been really great. You know, as a coach, you're, you're a leader for the team. Absolutely. How has leadership for you evolved, you know, as, a, as being a coach, you know, how have you enhanced your game from a leadership perspective, leading the, these women onto the field, if you will, uh, and, and to do something that some people haven't even heard about? How important yeah. is that role in leadership for you? I, it's huge. I mean, you have to have these women believe in themselves, believe in the program. Yeah. Um, we get women who are curious about the team and, you know, interested in playing, but they haven't bought in yet. And so, you know, the best thing that I can do is, is bring them around the team, let them see the team because we have a team full of leaders, you know, whether it's, it's somebody like a former player who's now in a coaching position, or if it's our team captains, or if it's just, you know, somebody like Amanda Atkins or niece, great leader out on the team. Yeah. And so we have so many great leaders within our ranks that it, sometimes it makes it hard to do things like choose team captains. Um, but we have so many of them that it's when we bring those people around, they see the leadership and the empowerment and it, it really makes people want to be there. Uh, women's football, tackle football, isn't going away. This is here to stay. It's growing. Uh, it's building its fan base. But what is your vision for women's football in the, in the years to come? Where do you see it go? Or, or, you know, what's your dream scenario for women's football? How big can this get? I, I think it can get very big. I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, I don't know if I see it, you know, eventually maybe it'll be on, on lines of the NFL, but when I look at it, you know, my, my first goal that I have is I want the average person in Minnesota to know that the Vixen are out there. Yeah. Not necessarily that everybody in Minnesota has come to a game, or, you know, follows the team because some people are sports fans, some people are not, but I want them to know that we're there as an option. Yeah. But this is an option if they want to play the sport or if they want to be a fan that we're there as an option. So that's one of our big goals that we've been working on. And uh, we've made some pretty good strides there. And then the other thing when it comes to women's football is, is that kind of pay to play model that we have. Yeah. I see the sport growing to the point where we're starting to attract more national sponsors. Uh, more people that are seeing that it's very beneficial to partner with us and support female athletes. Yep. Female athletes are not going anywhere. They're not. And that this is one of the fastest growing areas that they can uh, support and be part of. And I think with a lot of uh, brands out there, we match up a lot with what their message is. Yeah. And we have a pretty strong fan following, strong fan following. So, uh, you know, our fans, they jump on supporting our brands that support us, right? And so I think eventually getting to the point where, you know, through those sponsors, through the ticket sales, through the merchandise sales, I'd love to see the burden, the financial burden removed from the players. Um, and I think, I think I see that happening, you know, maybe not too many years down the road because yeah. of the way that the environment right now is growing within um, the, the uh, WNBA and some of the women's hockey that's come around um, USA women's soccer has been huge and inst instrumental. And I think it's just only natural that women's football like follows in step behind that. So I can easily see us keep growing on a national level. 
well, we're going to get this podcast out to everybody, not just in Minnesota, but all over the world. So we're going to help. We're going to help increase awareness because that's going to be one of the big keys here. People need to know what they're missing, right? They need to, they need to experience these football games. Um, I agree with you. I do believe that we're going to see that, that, that pay model come in. You know, you can kind of feel it and, and, and they deserve it too. When you see them out there playing, their whole heart is in the game. Uh, they're not holding back. And, and it really says so much about the league, so much about the team when they're out there taking these hits, giving it their all and, yes. and their, and their wallets aren't growing over it. Now, the flip side, yes, their self-esteem, their confidence, their, you're, you're impacting their level of greatness, which is awesome. But I'm with you on that vision too. I would love to see everyone in, uh, you know, professional women's sports get paid, but, but we need to do our part too, as fans, as sponsors. So many people say to me, well, is this fair that this athlete makes this much, but she doesn't? Well, the reality is we've got to increase awareness. We've got to get more people watching, more people sponsoring, more people getting out to the games and experiencing this. And that's what I'm going to get. I'm committed to do that. I just got myself fired up helping to promote the Vixen because I love that you're, I love that you're impacting people on such a deep level. And it's not just a sport. I mean, you have a movement happening. And the fact that people have stayed with you, I mean, you have people from 1999 still on the team, speaks volumes about the impact and the greatness that you're, you're encouraging in their life. Um, I, I have a word for you. I know this is one of your favorite traits out there, but can you tell us a little bit more about how you feel about the word integrity? What does that mean to you? I've often said that if there's, you know, one word on my tombstone or one word that people would associate with me, it would be the word integrity. Um, I just remember growing up as a small child and having so much pride in my father, knowing that if he gave his word, it meant something to people in our community. Mm. And that's something that I've strived for, that people know that whether it's I say I'll be someplace on time or I'll have a project done, or if, if I give a handshake, that that's good enough. Um, especially in, in today's climate, sometimes people are, are, are quick to, to shift and blame. So to me, integrity doesn't just mean like, oh, you don't lie. It also means you don't lie to yourself. That's it means correct. that you're willing to take a hard look at yourself and be truthful with who you are, what motivates you, um, and, and keeping yourself true to yourself and making yourself grow. Um, I think integrity means that when you're running lines that you you touch the line, right? That you hold yourself accountable, whether sure. you're doing a football drill or if you're, you know, whatever it is in your life, basically what it comes down to, that you're always asking the best of yourself, yeah. um, whether, like I said, it's on a sport or whether it's how you're treating your significant other, that you you can kind of bring that integrity into every aspect of your life. You know, every single business has been impacted by the pandemic. You know, no, nobody's immune from it, right? And there's three words I learned in the Marine Corps, improvise, adapt, and overcome. Yep. And I feel that the Minnesota Vixen have had to do that this past year in the pandemic. When you hear improvise, adapt, overcome, what does that mean to you right now as a, as a leader, as an owner of a, of a sports franchise? How does how that message, right? Your message to the team been impacted over the last 12 months from improvise, adapt, overcome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so important, not just this year, but every year. 
I mean, this year we were kind of forced, right? If you don't improvise, adapt, overcome in, in you're 2020, out. you're yeah. out, you're gone. But I feel you like got, it's you got sacked. You'd be sacked if you didn't exactly. improvise. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, but I think it's a trait that the Vixen have had um, in throughout the years because we faced a lot of adversity. We've shown up and the gates are locked. You know, well, there's one time at Simley where we were we were hopping the gates to get, you know, we're like, we got it rented. Person's we're going over. You see, you're going over that obstacle. I like that. Exactly. So sometimes it's literal. Yeah. You know? um, but, you know, you look at like how COVID, how we've had to adapt. And yeah. I think, you know, sports, I think just like the military, that's like a perfect thing, right? The team that doesn't improvise, adapt and overcome through a game isn't going to be able to come out after halftime and that's perform right. better. Yeah, um, I think also from a leadership standpoint, it's, it's made us be very flexible as made us grow as not only as owners, but human beings, things that uh, I may have done five years ago, I, I wouldn't do now, you know, that I, I look back on and I think I, I've grown, I've seen that, you know, you can't just keep doing the same thing the same old way. That's right. You know, even, even if it's not an obstacle that's put directly in front of you, sometimes falling into a rut is that obstacle and you don't realize it. And, and you have the chance of coming out better on the other side. You know, that's the thing about obstacles. Exactly. If you go over them, just like that fence, if you go over them, there's greatness on the other side, but you still have to go over the obstacle. Exactly. And I just think, you know, if you walk up to that obstacle and you see it and you say, well, I'm going home, you, you've robbed yourself of that's something right. great. And so you come up to that obstacle and, and you got to figure out what are we going to do? Are we going over it? Are we tunneling under it? We, maybe we're just picking it up and shucking it out of the way. Um, you have 60 football players. Sometimes you can do that. But um, so it's, it's, you really have to look at these things because it, it doesn't matter if it's running a business, running a football team, playing a sport, it's going to happen to you everywhere yeah. in life. And my husband and I actually love that saying, and we use it all the time. When, when somebody's like, you know, even if it's something as simple as dinner, like, oh man, I was going to cook that for dinner and I'm, we're out of milk. Well, improvise, adapt, overcome. There you go. You know, it's, it's just, what are you going to do? What it's are you going to do? Are you, the pandemic yeah. has shown us improvise, adapt, and overcome is not just for the military. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, you choose to wallow in it or, or you choose to do something about it. It's really you what know, it comes down. I, I, I've often found that when we face an obstacle or a challenge, you know, like being back in the Marine Corps, every obstacle, you went through it as a team. It brought you together. I've got to imagine that that the Vixen have become more cohesive, probably better through all of this, even though there was some separation, right? You couldn't even practice for a while. But the team that you have now, there's really that opportunity to be stronger than ever before. I agree 100%. That feeling when we took that sideline for a preseason game in Nebraska, when all of those players came together um, it was one of the strongest cohesive team feelings that, that we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're not going to let things divide us and, and seeing, you know, people come up and congratulate the offensive line players and rookies interacting with veterans and, and all across, it really did cement the feeling that, you know, one, we're fortunate that we're here. You know, we, we've worked hard um, and we've, we've done a lot of things by, changing the way that we practice yeah. and, and being willing to adapt and rise and overcome. And, and through this, we've, we've survived it. We've overcome it together. And now 
here we have, we've arrived on the sideline. That's right. And um, it, it was just, it was fantastic. I, I don't think uh, we were quite prepared for how emotional that day could have been. Well, and, and to go through something together, it just allows us to come out on the other side um, with that history making moment, if you will, you know, that's, that's something that bonds us. And, and we need that bonding and camaraderie in teams anyways. It's essential to win the game. But to have that now, I think what you've done with your team is, is absolutely phenomenal. And sticking with the improvise, adapt, overcome theme, do you currently stream games or, or last season, were you streaming games? Could people watch them virtually and or are we going to be able to do that in the future? So we, several years ago, we started televising all of our home games okay. on Town Square Television. Um, the first people who picked it up was Dakota County. And so Dakota County, Town Square Television, they've been fantastic. But it didn't take long before the other counties in the Twin Cities kind of took notice and said, yeah. whoa, you got, you got a great program. Can we stream it too? So uh, our home games, you can pretty much uh, connect with uh, on any channel in the Twin Cities. But starting in 2019, we actually started doing a live stream of our away games. And uh, it actually, it went pretty well. There were some challenges there that, sure. that we had to learn. Um, we do, uh, we've changed it up a little bit this year. Uh, I, you're probably familiar from being at the home games with Brian Sweeney. He's our PA announcer. Yeah. He's yeah. been phenomenal for our organization. He helps create that fan experience at the home games. He is absolutely wonderful. He also is the one who helps bring in people for coin toss and halftime and so forth. He, he is so dedicated to the fan experience. It's, it's just great. It's phenomenal. And he is leading up a team this year that's going to be broadcasting our away games so that we'll be able to live stream our away games along with him and Alex Westad. Um, they're going to be traveling. And right now they're taking on a lot of the costs themselves actually sure. to help do this because they believe so much in, in doing this for the team and bringing it so much to the fans because Brian's there every day at, or not every day, but at every game, Brian's at every game seeing what the fans experience and sees how much the Vixen fans care about this team. And so he wants to be able to give back to that. I mean, and it's got to so be hard, right for now, yeah, hard for the fans when you guys are that? away. Yeah. They want to see the yeah, game. When we're away, they're, they're begging us on social media. What's the score? What's going on? Um, <laughs> and so, so it, it's something we want to do for the fans. And so right now we're actually doing some fundraising for our, our live stream broadcast. So you can go on to mnvixen.com and there's a place where you can hit adopt a vixen and you can donate to help that, that live stream broadcast happen this year. So that's so fantastic. I know that you do a lot in the community, but yes. the vixen themselves are, are known for giving back to the community. How, how important is the give back for you? So the communities come out, they've supported you. They love you guys, yep. but also at the same point, when we give back, it does something for us. What does that mean to you giving back? I think for us, it's one of the things that really hits home with our players and, and really makes them feel good at heart. Like we try to give a lot back to things, especially for young girls, but we've gone to like some young girls that are playing flag football or uh, football in the school system, youth football, high school football. We actually have a player that we went and saw her when she was in her senior year playing football at her high school. Oh, wow. And we actually went to her games. And after she graduated, she came and tried out for the team. And she was just talking to us this last week about how amazing that was 
that the guys on her team were blown away that these women from the Minnesota Vixen came and, and were watching her, um, which was a great experience for them to see that. And so we try to do a lot of things like that. We try to do other things in the community where we go out to schools. Um, we've gone out to in community events. We're, we're there very publicly. Um, I think one of the best things though that sports and the Vixen does for the community though, is that sports is a great equalizer and it brings people together from so many different backgrounds, you know, and for the Vixen, it doesn't matter what your background is. We are one of the most diverse and inclusive places that, that I think there is probably in the Twin Cities. Yeah. And so when you have something like sports and you bring people from such different backgrounds, they've maybe never experienced somebody who has those, those differences from them sure. and they have different experiences. And they, they grow together as teammates. They learned it first step is they learn to respect each other as a team teammate, which grows into, you know, a friendship and it spills over into the locker room. And yeah. so now they have friends that have different backgrounds and ideas and so forth. And it, it humanizes them and, and makes this deep connection that they have. And from that, it spills over into our communities. And so now you have people going out in their community and say, well, I, I, I have friends that are different than me. And I respect them and I, and I know where they're coming from. Yeah. And so then that spills into the places where we live and we work and so forth. And I think that's probably how we get true change is by, by making those yeah. human connections with people who are not just like us. That's right. I mean, when I was in the Marine Corps, there was 200,000 other Marines. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not all like you. And you have exactly. to learn, you know, if you're gonna really have a team, which mm -hmm. eventually becomes like a family, uh, you know, you have to be very accepting of each other. And, uh, you know, you're not going to have this perfect team, but you have the team. And that's what's great. You have truly created a family feel with the Vixen. And, oh, yeah. and I have to ask you, what is the, you know, there's a lot of hats you're wearing as an owner, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things you do. I know you're very hands-on with the team in the trenches, but what's your favorite part of leading a team of football players? I think one of my favorite parts, so I, I don't really like speaking about myself. I don't really like speaking publicly. It's, it's, there's some times I've done it and I've had a fantastic experience doing it. It's not something I've, I've drawn to. I really like sometimes when, when everything's clicking, everything's going well, and yeah. I get to stand back and watch them. You know, I get to stand back and watch uh, like on game day. You know, um, sometimes on game day, if especially at a away game, it, it's not my show. It's their show. Sure. You know, um, game day, I'm worried, you know, taking care of the fans a little bit at home games. But like, especially away games, I get to step back and I get to watch them. I get to watch my coaches. My coaches get excited up and down the field, back and yeah, forth they, they go, <laughs> jumping up and down, congratulating players, their, their excitement over what we're doing. Um, sometimes their giddiness even. Yeah. And, and, and watching the players, watching them congratulate each other when they come off the field, watching them when, when something that maybe was unplanned happens, going over there and, and saying, hey, you got this. Yeah. You got this. We, we got your back. We're here together. And, and that's probably kind of it, it, it's, you know, it's kind of a role where I get to fade a little bit in the background. Yeah. And, and, and see everything else take over. Yeah. You just get um, to watch it all come together is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And, you know, a lot of times it's the same thing too, when, when we may be faced with some adversity, when I see some, 
some leaders on the team step up and, and, and talk to the yeah. team. When our team captains are the ones who are addressing our players or with recent events that we've had in the Twin Cities, sure. some of our players stepping up and offering, I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. And, and that's, that's probably my favorite thing about it. But you know what? That's what you would do for a family member. So that's how you know when your team has evolved into a family, when they're there for each other. They have each other's backs uh, on the field, but also off the field. You know, Laura, it's so impressive what you've done. There's been adversity to women's football. There's been probably misperceptions about women's football. And the whole time, you and your team have just stayed the course. You have continued to move forward. And to me, that is just such a sign of greatness. I know people are listening right now. Some people may be listening that we're not aware there was women's football. We're not aware of the mix, and but they are now. And, and I know we also have a lot of business leaders listening too that the pandemic has affected them. Or maybe we have family members that the pandemic's affected their family. If, if somebody is just looking to achieve greatness in their life right now, do you have a couple points for them, maybe a starting point, like what should they focus on right now if they want to achieve greater results? Wow. That's, that's a big question. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think a lot of this stuff comes back to one of my favorite words is integrity Yeah, is, you know, if you do things for the right reason in the long run, people are attracted to you. People can trust you. Um, you know, not only can you sleep well at night, you know, uh, that's that very important. Things. Yes. It's very important to be able to go to bed at night and, and knowing that you did everything that you could and you did it for the right reasons. Um, and I think if you can face your, your challenges like that, knowing that you approach them head on doing what you could doing, doing your best, then, then, you know, you tried. Um, I also think that in the long run, you're way ahead because that's you know, right. You'll, you'll achieve that greatness long term because you'll find yourself surrounded by people who, who respect you, who care about you, who yeah. trust you. And so, um, and, and that's really the foundation where you can build all the other greatness in your life. Yeah. Well, you touched down on a very important word, trust. It's something that's lacking in the world today. And to have that integrity, to have a team that trusts you, to build up your reputation where people can trust you. And like you said, your handshake is your word. These are, these are powerful concepts. Going back to a lot of the basics. I mean, my dad was teaching me the same things, right? You're only as good as your word. And as you get older, you start to realize how critical that is. I just, I love everything you're doing. I can't wait for this next season. I can't wait to watch the Minnesota Vixen and, and women's football evolve. And, and, and get to the point where it's matching what your vision is of it. You are doing great things out there, Laura, and I'm just so impressed with you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And um, we really have appreciated all of the support that we've gotten from Think Great and you personally over the years and so many people in your organization. Um, everything from seeing you in the stands on game day, sponsoring the players, sponsoring you know the team, helping share the word. Um, having me take, you know, I took place in, in part of one of your, yeah. your seminars on leadership. That, that was amazing, phenomenal. Helped me so much as a leader to be part of the leadership workshop that you had. Um, I've even been at other events like Hubbard Broadcasting where you've come in and spoken. Yeah. You know, I know so uh, it, it's one of the things that I think has helped keep us on track and has helped us achieve greatness. So we really appreciate it. I have a feeling your fan base is about to explode. There's going to be people who want to sponsor, uh, you know, adopt a Vixen, or maybe even just 
come to a game or, or try out for the team, what is the best way for people to reach out to you and to the Minnesota Vixen? Um, well, I can always be, we can be reached at info at mnvixen.com. That's our email. Um, our website is a great source, mnvixen.com. Um, and so, you know, email us, check us out on our website, check us out on social media. We yeah. have some great video clips that we put up from our Nebraska game. Those video clips, if you want to know what these athletes are about on the field, check out the video clips that we have up on our social media. Um, it, it's just amazing that you can just see what these athletes are about on the field in just, just a few short seconds. And, and that will sell so much about what these, the passion, the drive and the commitment that our players have. Um, but more importantly, come out to a game. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. I'm gonna challenge everybody. Challenge yeah. our listeners to get out to a game, come out and experience yeah. it. Yeah, I, ch I challenge you to, whether you think you might wanna play, sponsor, or just be a fan. Um, or just say like, yeah, I, 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 now I know what it's about, but get out there, get that experience, you know, see what Eric's talking about, feel the greatness in the stands, um, feel the energy. And uh, it's, it's something that you'll probably never forget in your life. That's right. They come out and get some gear and they can wear their Minnesota Vixen gear out there, right? <laughs> yep. Hey, Laura, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on the show. I have always enjoyed our interactions and I love what you're doing with women's football. I love being out there at the Vixen Games. It is just an amazing experience and it's enthusiastic, it's uplifting, it's, it's energizing and you are doing great things. And thank you so much for being a guest on here today. Thank you, I've really enjoyed it. And I really appreciate you including the Minnesota Vixen in your series. Absolutely, we'll see you at the game. Thank you, see you there.